0: Yo, Pierre, you wanna come out here? <laughs> in New York, I'm Rock, yeah. in my socks, yeah. from a up, yeah.
1: and I shoot that yeah. Midlife Surfer podcast listener, how the heck are you? Nice to see you again. I'm glad and flattered that you join me when I publish these sporadically, one to every three weeks. Lately it's been the latter, but this time I'm getting one out, I'm pumping one out because you know what, I'm heading down to Mexico again for my annual, the third annual Baja surf trip with a handful of characters, and uh, you better believe I'm going to exploit my friends and ask them some questions and try to come up with, a, with another half-ass on-the-spot podcast for you to, you to enjoy while you're folding laundry, while you're mowing the lawn, while you're um, spraying vinegar on your weeds, of course. You want to avoid Roundup where you can, you know, while you're, um, who knows, in the shower? Yeah, man. Yes. Anyway, here we are. What's going on? How you been? Thank you so much to Lisa G for donating and winning Uroko gear. Oroco, Lisa G, 200 bucks in Oroco gear because she donated to the pod. We ran a giveaway, as you well know, for the last five or six weeks. And Lisa, of course, much like many of my listeners, they're very generous with their prizes. If and when the limited prizes I give are received, I think I've, I think with about 100% percent rate of donating it and uh Uh, what's the word paying it forward to another organization in this case lisa immediately said i'd love to give this iroco gear to the santa cruz longboard unions memorial day invitational it's a longboard contest over at steamer lane this weekend and by this weekend i mean memorial day weekend i know i have plenty of listeners over the pond you know if you don't know what memorial day is it's a it's a federal holiday here in the united states it's a it's a holiday uh Dedicated to mourning U.S. military personnel and those who've died while serving in the U.S. uh, Armed Forces. It's also a three-day weekend. It's also a kick-ass, typically a nice sale over at the O'Neill outlet, which I usually uh, attend. And mainly just come away with maybe a hat that doesn't fit me that well. And uh, some oddball colored vans that they couldn't sell the last year. But anyway, Lisa is donating her prize of Oroco shirts, hats what have you, to the Santa Cruz Longboard Unions Memorial Day Invitational. It's held at Steamer Lane, and uh, now Oroco's a bronze-level sponsor. So, And here's how cool Alex is, too. Alex Check, you heard him on the last pod. Alex is the man. He's got surf stories for days. He's about the most core friend I know, and uh, he's very humble about it, and he's just a friendly... Friendly guy, a wealth of information, always enjoy having him on the pod, so thanks again Alex for that, but he kicked up the donation, he said, you know what, if you're going to donate to the Santa Cruz Longboard Union's uh, Memorial Day contest, then I'm going to give you 300 bucks in a Rocco gear, so right on, paying it forward, Midlife Surfer podcast strikes again, Midlife, Midlife Surfer Nation, spreading the love, spreading the wealth, and as you know, um, you're a part of that nation. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Um, hang on real quick. I have, um, I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day. You know, it's funny. I may have mentioned um, this nice old Korean lady. She cuts my hair. And uh, I maybe mentioned her before in the past, but I love her. Oh, and, uh, and she was cutting my hair and she kind of whispers in my ear. She goes, Jeff, you have too much wrinkle. You need drink more water. And uh, I was like, what? Kind of got defensive at first. I I drink a lot of water. But it actually, uh, but she's right. Well, for one, I do have too much wrinkle. I have tons of wrinkles on my face. Um, But I've always um, been resolved to being a skinny, wrinkly, bald, tan, old dude. That's my goal. That's why I do yoga. That's why I do my wave key takeoffs. That's why I do my flash 15s on Peloton. I just want to be fit, and skinny, and flexible when I'm like 79 years old, and I want to be longboarding. God damn it. Anyway, um, my hair cutter lady told me I should drink more water, so I am. I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day. In fact, I have been. And there's a couple benefits to it, aside from my beautiful, um, supple skin that I now have. Not. Um, one, well, the downside is you pee all the time. But my wife would tell you that's always the case with me because I drink a lot of coffee too, which I think is a diuretic and uh, anyway. But I'm, I'm, f- I'm more full throughout the day. I've been eating less, less uh, Honey Nut Cheerios late at night before I go to bed. Also, uh, I'm not as thirsty as much. <laughs> that's a stupid reason. But uh, I don't know, it's nice to be hydrated. So um, I bought this big half gallon jug. It looks ridiculous. And uh, I try to drink two of them a day and I have been for the last like five or six days. And I think it's good. I don't know, and even on the bottle it says, think of skin, drinking water makes you look younger. So, I'm gonna be a young life surfer before long with this supple, hydrated skin. Anyway, that is one downside, right, to surfing, is you get beat down by the sun. And, uh, you know, I'm going to Baja once more, the third annual Baja trip of my life, and uh, Lord knows the sun's gonna put a number, do a number on me wave height, according to Surfline, of course. And, you know, I'm one of those idiots that doesn't know how to read the buoys, so take this with a grain of salt. But 8 to 10 feet at shipwrecks, where we like to to do our thing, where I like to kook it up. And, um, God, 8 to 10 feet. I hope it's not a proper 8 to 10. I hope it's more like 5 to 6, head high. Just a little, just big enough to kind of scare you a little bit. And uh, what am I going to bring? What board am I going to bring down there? I'm going to bring my I think my go to is going to be my seven foot speed seed, my Michelle Junot product. 21 and a half wide, seven feet long, and uh, two and seven eighths thick. You know, Michelle doesn't do liters, but I reckon it's probably 47 liters or so. It's impossible to duck dive. But I've done my best surfing on it. And I wanted to tell you, I, uh, I got one of those memorable waves of 2022. There was some good swell that came through Santa Cruz. And I went to. Um, a secret spot called The Hook in Santa Cruz. And uh, there's a little spot adjacent to it that when the swell's really up, all the hot shots are over there at The Hook doing their thing. And I go down to a spot that's uh, primarily usually a longboard spot. But today, uh, it, was, it was like 5.30 a.m. It was foggy. It was cold as shit. I wore my 5.4. I'm loving my 5.4. That's one thing about being a midlife surfer is I'm getting colder as I get older. Does that make sense? That rhymes for one. But Are you getting, did you get cold as you progress through the years? Anyway, I'm getting a little colder and uh, I don't really, I don't really mind the 5.4. I'm not busting airs. I'm not doing anything really flexible. You know, I weigh about, I don't know, 183 to 185. It probably adds 10 pounds to me. Hasn't really, really hurt my ability to catch waves. And, uh, and I stay warm. And in fact, I'm hot many times uh, with that 5.4 on and I got a hood too. Cause I got a little surfer ear happening and I cannot wear earplugs. So I just wear a hood, which I think helps kind of block the wind. Cause I think surfers ear co- is caused by uh, by crosswinds or something like that. But anyway, anyway, so waves were about, I don't know. You know, it depends, right? It's a, such an inexact science. I'm just going to tell you the waves were big enough to where they used to spook me a couple years ago, but now I'm feeling way more competent. And I paddled to this spot adjacent to the hook and they were, um, I'll just, uh, you know, kook is such a um, derogatory term. There were two inexperienced surfers there. It was so early in the morning. And uh, when I got out there, I could just tell they were wide-eyed. You know, they were like, oh, this is pretty big. And and, I don't know, for for, for lack of a better term, I would say they were head-high waves. Maybe a little overhead. But you know what? They were fast. So you kind of really had to angle your takeoff. That's one thing I'm trying to learn to do is angle it. When I catch the wave, I kind of lean, I angle it, I go down the line a little bit and then I take off. And then I pop to my feet and I find when you catch the wave and angle it and when you're in, you just kind of know when to pop to your feet and it's just second nature. So thank you WaveKey, thank you Brad Gerlach. So I got to my feet and I think I buried the rail on my first one and the other one, it kind of outran me and I just went straight and just jumped off the board. But I got into one, dude. I got into one. And right when I took off, I went. Whoosh! And the other kooky. Oh, by the way, the other guys who I called kooks, they were out there. And uh, the first dude, he was on a shortboard and he purled it. I let him always defer. My advice to you is always defer. Right when you paddle out, defer. And I got a little story I'm going to tell after this. That's, that, that isn't a heartwarming, feel good story about this. But right when you paddle out, defer to everybody out there. And then make your way until it's your turn. And uh, that's what I did. Even if you're on the inside, I still defer to the dude. I nod at him. I go, you know, all you. He took off. He pearled it immediately. And then I kind of noticed he passed on a couple more. So I'm like, wow, these guys are kind of kooky. And you know, I'm a kook, but I'm going to be the alpha kook of this. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this spot for the next half hour because it's just me and two others and some old guy on a, on a paddleboard. And um, so anyway, I got into one. I took off. I go, whew. I literally made that sound. And I, I kind of went down to the bottom and then I kind of cranked it up to go up the waves and I went and then I went up to the top and I went I'm ex- I made those, no- I swear to God, I made those noises. Went back down, went back up, down and up and then I did a cut back and I don't know how good it looked but it sure felt good and that cut back sounded like this. Made that sound. I turned my body, I looked all the way at the white water, I hit the white water and I, Ripped it back around, went down the line even more. And did I kick out? Nope. The wave closed out, but I straightened it out and I just rode that baby all the way in. And man, I felt happy. I rode it all the way in. Stoke city, bitch. I took it in. I'm, I'm, I'm into like getting out in the morning, only surfing for like, well, if I'm surfing for like, I'll you know, I'll allow myself, I don't know, hour, hour 15, depending on what the day schedule has. Uh, but if I get a good one and I'm only like, I'm like a half hour, 40 minutes into my session, And that one feels like really good, like epically memorable per my standards. Then I just, I go home, I go straight to the car and I, I glow, I glow with that feeling of that awesome wave. And, um, also it's nice to just dip your head in some cold water. It really kicks off. I'll just listen to, um, my wife's into this guy. His name's Haberman. I think it's Max Haberman. Shoot. It's Haberman. And he's a, uh, I don't know. He's a medical guy over at Stanford and he does podcasts and he was talking about cold water therapy and how it kicks off dopamine levels and how it's sustained throughout the day. So if you, I know if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about when you go surf, how you just feel that nice, cool, you know, mellow buzz the rest of the day. Even if you didn't do that well, like it's that cold water, I'm telling you. So anyway, I rode that buzz. Shoot. I'm still riding that thing, man. Like about three weeks later, I I had a, a memorable wave. And I made those sounds (laughs) exhaling and somehow making those sounds helped me. So um, I'm going to try that when I'm uh, down in Baja. And, um, you know, like I said, I exploit my friends. So certainly I'm going to, you know, interview and cut and paste a little Baja uh, surf journal and hopefully publish that as my next pod. So anyway, I wanted to tell you about that wave and that set. And then, and then... This part sucks. So I want to say last week, there's no swell. Well, there's a little south, in the, south swell in the water. And in the south swell uh, hits Santa Cruz and it really shapes the waves quite delightfully. And it was a beautiful sunny day. And I want to say it was like, early, I don't know, like 3, 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And uh, I got back to my home office. I was working and I said, you know, what? I'm going to go for a quick surf like a quick one I said I have a I have a um, you know Apple watch and I say hey Siri don't listen right now." hey Siri set the timer for half hour 30 minutes and uh, that's all I was giving myself so I uh, I took my little MR my six, I say it's little but you know to you short borders it'd be oversized but whatever took my MR 62 um, a fishy outline The great Jason, whom you've heard before, he bought it on spec for me on Craigslist, and he literally took it to my house and dropped it off and said, surf it. And I was like, well, do you want me to buy it from me? He's like, you do whatever you want. So, of course, I bought it off him. And um, I paddled out, and it was just flat as all get out, and it was crowded as all get out. And uh, I did the thing where I defer. I looked to the surfer to the left of me. You know that kind of vibe you get? Like, oh, shit, here's another one. You know, I try my best to kind of like, ah, put like a wet blanket on that vibe. When someone sees me coming, like, don't worry, I'm just coming for your leftovers, my man or my lady. It's all good, I'm not here to take the waves. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm literally like knee-high waves are coming through and so I defer to the pack that I cruise up on, they all get their waves and, and the set's gone and I'm floating and the sun's out and it's beautiful and the water's clear and there's kelp and you know, all the good reasons you like to head outdoors and, and surf. And I happen to see this guy kind of coming down the steps and, uh, and he's got a cool looking board too. And, uh, just for the sake of anonymity, I'm not, I'm not even going to name the, you know, describe the guy's board, but I'm out there and I'm just kind of floating and I see the guy and he paddles out and he's, he's inside of me. You know, he's got the right away on the wave. Now I've been out there 20 minutes or so waiting. And so I let the ego get the best of me and, uh, (laughs) <laughs> A set wave's coming and I make eye contact with the guy. I even nod at him. Like, I'm going, dude. That was that's what my nod was supposed to mean. And uh, I paddle into it. I angle my takeoff. I get to my feet. I'm low. I'm humming down the line and I hear, "Yo!" And dude's coming behind me. So I'm like, "All right, right on." Is what it is. I was hope, you know, I was kind of assuming that the wave would close out the second it would section out as they say and I would get to ride the the latter half of it. But I did for all intents and purposes, I broke a cardinal rule, man. I dropped in on dude. And um, so I kicked out of the wave, but my kick out was not clean. Dude, I suck at surfing. If, if you listen to this, you know I'm learning. Did I lose my board? I didn't lose my board, no. But I tried to kick out of a one foot wave and I buried the rail. And the, and the nose of the board kind of, I don't know, it went, it went like perpendicular with the wave, but it kind of stuck out. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm sure you've had this moment, you know, where you're worried about your board hitting someone. And I held on for dear life. I kind of grabbed it, uh, not by the tail, but a little, little above the tail or where the tail pad would be. And I pulled that board back to me like, oh, thank God I didn't lose it. But as I'm doing this, dude has to kind of, he kind of flinches and goes right around the board, you know, and doesn't hit it. And then he goes all the way down the line. I pull the board in. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the ego in me, man. Fucking ego will get you. I'm a pretty positive guy. I, I keep my ego in check for the most part. But that ego will sneak up on you and make you do things you otherwise wouldn't do. And it made me drop in on this guy. And I'm just kicking myself as I'm, as I'm describing this. But, so I'm floating out there. And in fact, one surfer goes, how was that wave? And I go, ah, guy was behind me. I kicked out. All right on. So now... I'm sitting there floating and what do I hear paddling back? This stupid kook, this mf'er can't even keep, keep his board in one foot surf. You know, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Just dropping F-bombs galore. And I'm trying to cuss less on this podcast because, uh, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about offending anybody, but it just sounds so tacky sometimes. But anyway, and uh, I turn and I see him and I kind of wave at him like, hey, I'm right here. Come talk to me. You know, like, I just believe if there's going to be a confrontation, just meet it head on and uh, try to diffuse it. And uh, I was, I was very calm because I was not in a fighting mood. (laughs) Like I said, it was in the afternoon, the sun was out. And plus, I'm not trying to prove myself to anybody. I was guilty of a couple things. I was guilty of dropping in on the guy. I was also guilty of assuming I was better than him. And I was not. He raced down the line. And, um, and He comes at me. Why are you waving at me? You dropped in on me. You can't even keep hold of your board in one foot surf. Now everybody's listening and watching. Now there's a scene in the water and I'm a part of it. And of course, I'm defensive. I go, "Uh, very calmly. I didn't lose my board, but yeah, you're right. I dropped in on you. My bad. He goes, yeah, you did. You lost your board. You almost hit me in the face. No, right when he paddles up, I go, "Ah, dude, he's coming at me hard. I take my hood off. He goes, who do you think you are? I go, I'm Jeff. Nice to meet you. And he goes, dude, you can't even hold your freaking board and one foot surf, blah, 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 blah. I said, hey, man, I'm not into fighting, dude. I'm not going to rah, rah with you, man. You're right. I, got, I didn't lose my board, but you're right. I didn't kick out cleanly and it almost hit you. And I'm really sorry for that. And he goes, uh, you did lose your board. Everyone saw you lose your board, you fucking kook, blah, 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 blah. And um, I said, and this is where I should have just been like, you're right, my bad. Instead, I said, I didn't lose my board, dude. And he barked some, and now I got that adrenaline going in me where you kind of don't even like, you can't. I have trouble recalling exactly what happened, but I made, <laughs> I made the cardinal sin of saying, look, I go, I'm, I, go, uh, I go, I'm just out here for a half hour, man, just trying to have fun, dude. I, I don't want any beef. It's all good. I won't drop in on you. My bad. You lost your freaking board, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, F you, F you. And he just, I mean, just total fighting words and just have another grown man yelling at you, you know, eight feet away. You know, it's unnerving. And, uh, and I, again, I almost appreciate it. I do appreciate it in a way I appreciate etiquette. I appreciate safety. If someone did the same thing to me, I probably wouldn't come at him like that. Cause I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm afraid the guy will kick my ass at the base of it. Right. I'm not going to fight. And I'm like, whatever, I'll just, you know, be wary of the guy next time. But this guy was definitely confrontational. And, uh, anyway, he went at me and I, I remember shrugging and I said, have a good day, man. God bless you. And that set him off. God bless you, that freaking Christian shit. Paddling away from me, turns around. Don't come at me, you freaking liar. You lost your board. Can't even hold onto it. One foot surf. So now, again, my ego gets the best of me. I say, look, dude, I've lost my board in one foot surf plenty of times, if I'm honest with you, but I didn't lose it there. What I should have done is like, dude, my my mom always told me it's better to have peace than be right most of the time. I should have just went for the peace. And he said, stop talking. You're lying. Stop talking. I said, you're talking to me, man. And as I'm doing this, I see this uh, this uh, young lady on a longboard like staring at me. And I kind of give her a wink like it's all good. It's under control. And so he calls me a liar. He tells me I'm a hypocrite, Christian hypocrite, blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't trying to be like Christian on him or whatever. You know, the term God bless you can mean a couple things. I, I just, I don't, I'm not even much of a religious guy. I mean, I have faith, but Um, I just kind of say it like, you know, have a good day or I wish the best for you. And in, in that case, I may have meant that, but it also could be a subtle way of saying, fuck you. (laughs) So I think, you know, just if I'm completely honest with you, midlife surfer listener, I think that's what happened. I think I was subtly saying fuck off through passive aggressiveness and I hate passive aggressiveness and you see it in the water so much. And, uh, I'm so mad at myself. And then at the same time, I'm mad at this guy for making such a damn scene. And he rah, rah, rah some more. So now my day's fucked, right? I got, you know, 10 minutes left on my, uh, on my Apple watch per my timer. And he paddles back to where he was before. And, and you know, he's paddling and he says, stop talking. Blah, blah. I said, you could have any wave you want. He finally turns around. And he goes, what? I said, you can have any wave you want, man. It's all good. I won't drop in on you. My bad. And I meant it because, shit, shit, I don't want any beef with this guy. He wants it way more than me. And he said, uh, you're not some loked out guy. And I was like, okay. And then he says, I want to see you out here on a good day. And I said, okay. And that was it. And uh, damn, it bugged me. I wish it didn't bug me. I wish I could just be like, you know, that guy's a dick, whatever, move on. But... You know, it's like, even if you're not a surfer, like imagine going to the gym you go to every day or uh, you're on your walk or, you know, you're doing something for fun and recreation. And then you have this confrontation. And, you know, what I want to say is like, look, dude, I'm a dad. I got two boys and a wife and bills and worries just like you. And like, don't mess with me anymore. All right. You're bumming me out. And I didn't hurt you. And I understand I could have. And it was a big mistake on my part. But but I'm sorry, you know, and maybe I should have said that, but I didn't. And so needless to say, my session was freaking ruined. And I kind of turn around and I'm staring out at the water, just kind of letting it settle in. And I, you know, I hear other people in the lineup go, oh, tough guy, just uh fighting over one foot waves on huh, tough guy, like to themselves, kind of like on my, you know, trying to, impl- you know, saying that loud enough for me to hear like, you know, that guy's a dick, you know, but I didn't even acknowledge it. I don't want to breathe life into this ugly situation. So I just stared at, out at the horizon and I don't know. I may run into the guy again and he may give me an earful. If he does, I'm going to say, look, I shouldn't have dropped in on you. You know, when you drop in on someone, you're saying you're a better surfer, for one. You're not going to catch me. I'm not even going to bother you. I wasn't a better surfer. And you know what? If you're going to take the good from things like this, which I, which I definitely have, it's that don't let the ego get the best of you. And no matter who that person is, do not drop in on someone. Period. I know better than that. So it's a good reminder. And, um, But I'd be lying if I said it didn't rattle me. It stuck with me the rest of the day. It stuck with me a couple days to follow. It's sticking with me now as I talk about it, thinking about it again. I probably should stop talking about it because it's getting me fired up. Anyway, I want you to know that just because I have a surf podcast doesn't mean I still don't suck at surfing. And I also make etiquette mistakes, and I did. And uh, if you're listening, which I highly doubt you are, dude, because you're way too core than me, and you wouldn't be bothering uh, listening to this uh, podcast. But God bless you. All right, reviews and donations. I got a review on the podcast. Uh, a sobering wrote an engaging, conversational show that's truly a joy to listen to. Thank you, Jeff, for sharing honest conversations about surf culture. I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to every episode. I've had the pleasure of. I've thoroughly enjoyed every episode. I had the pleasure of listening to so far. Hey, if you haven't left a uh, rate and a rate and review on your uh, Apple uh, Podcast app, please do so. And um, you're not you're not going to get a prize or anything, but um, but I appreciate it and I haven't gotten reviews in a long time, I have 45 ratings, I have a 4.9, so someone shorted me. I did get one, (laughs) I did get one one one-star rating, and uh, that's fine. Probably was that guy at the hook. All right, uh, Patricia. I never. There's some people I didn't thank for donating to the show, and you still can donate to the show. Midlifesurfer.com. I split the proceeds with Adam Montiel down in San Luis Obispo. He produces this, this thing for me. He knows what he's doing. He adds the reggae horns, etc. I say his name ad nauseum. Patricia. She wrote me that my Michelle Juno interview was quite a treat. She donated. Thank you, Patricia. Zabi. Zabi. You sent the pod $60, six zero. And Zaby, I want to surf with you sincerely. In fact, I'm going to text you to maybe hook up a Saturday morning if you want to go for it. Zaby's a listener. He wrote me a really sweet email about their his own experience um, with his family in regard to uh, my wife and uh, and our uh, miscarriage. And um, I know we're on the same wavelength, uh, Zaby. And I just, I think you're a cool dude. I just regret, you ever like say you're gonna hang out with someone and you sincerely mean it, but you just can't find time to do it. So that's kind of the situation I'm in with you, I uh, Hope you understand. If anything, shoot me a call, man. Let's talk a little bit. I'd love to just, I don't know, rap with you for a minute. Oh, I thought I heard something happening in the backyard. You know, we have this, uh, this hawk that swoops down and we may or may not have some chickens in our backyard and it absolutely demolished one of our chickens. So sometimes that hawk, let me check real quick beautiful hawk too, but uh, no, our chickens are are fine. Okay. Anyway, God bless you, Zaby. And I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, What else do we got here? Flipping through my show agenda. You know, that's all I got there. Um. Thank you for your reviews, your donations. Again, midlifeserver.com if you want to kick me a couple bucks. I split it with the producer. This is all done out of the kindness of my heart and probably to uh, inflate my ego. So thank you for that. Shane Sellers, you're a listener. You hit me up on Instagram and uh, you're out in the East Coast. You scored an eight-foot ward coffee. Kind of like a fun board, I guess you would say. Although, I don't know if that's a pejorative term, but... um, I don't know, my 80 egg, you call it. I could say it's an egg, but it's, I guess it's a fun board because it's not really a long board and it's not a short board and I have a fuckload of fun on it. So anyway, that looked like a score. Uh, he bought it in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, I appreciate you sharing that. I like it when you write, any of you write me what board you're surfing. I'm kind of a, I'm no aficionado on surfboards, but um, I do enjoy looking at surfboards, knowing the dimensions, You know, no, uh, curious where they're, where they're being surfed. And uh, I know there's no waves in Gettysburg. There was a famous Civil War battle, in fact. But anyway, if you have a, um, if you have a, uh, a board you want to share with me or just send me your quiver or whatever, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll read it off on the pod. I think people like doing that. I like going to Real Water Sports. Uh, they are not a sponsor, uh, but checking out surfboards on that website if I'm ever just trying to look for some board porn. Yeah, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Gettysburg, we had a civil war uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the United States of America, uh, mid-19th century. And um, Gettysburg, I believe, was like the turning point of the Civil War. It's when the Union held off the South's advance. It uh, ultimately led to the Emancipation Proclamation where slaves were, were let free. And, um, and that's a beautiful thing, of course. Uh, I learned about the Civil <laughs> there's these series of books I'm reading to my boys called "I Survived." I'm gonna look up right now who the author's name is of "I Survived" because she deserves a shout out because they're really they're outstanding books and they all deal with really tragic events, <laughs> but she writes about them in such a um, a nuanced, cute way for kids, and uh, and they're all I guess you would call the genre historical fiction. Let's see here, "I Survived." Yeah, let's see here, "I Survived." Who's the darn author? Come on now, come on now. Yes, Lauren Tarshis. Lauren, do you listen to the pod? If you do, God bless you for these books. Yeah, I've read, um, <laughs> so we did the battle, I survived the battle of Gettysburg and every character, it's always an 11 year old boy or girl and they're always um, kind of an ancillary character and they find themselves in the midst of these historic events and they knew the books are like 130 pages and then at the end, and Lauren will write, like, why did I decide to write about the Battle of Gettysburg? And she'll talk about her her journey in terms of researching the topic and uh, also just some, some facts about the Civil War or whatever the topic du jour is of that book. And uh, both my boys, my five-year-old and eight-year-old, really enjoy it. And I gotta be honest, I've learned a lot, man. My, I feel like the public school system failed me sometimes because even the Battle of Gettysburg, like I knew it was associated with the Civil War, but I didn't know why it was important. And shame on me, right? But anyway, I learned something. And uh, there is the I Survived the Battle of Gettysburg. I read uh, I Survived the Bombing of Pearl Harbor, 1941. Um, Some dark stuff. Oh, oh, oh. The I Survived the Joplin tornado um, in 2011 um, in Missouri. Um, Learned a lot about tornadoes. Those are absolutely freaking terrifying. Um, I Survived Pearl Harbor. Oh, I Survived the 9-11 attacks. Such dark, dark topics. Just like, it's funny because I laugh because it's like, it's like, the exact opposite of what you want to read to your kid, like a nice feel good book before they go to sleep. But, um, <laughs> but my boys are into it and I always learn a thing or two. Uh, so, um, you know, I would have, I, I would, I, you know, I probably wouldn't be buying and reading these as an adult if I didn't have kids, obviously, but I certainly enjoy reading them as an adult. And like, I almost like want after my, sometimes my boys will fall asleep. I want to keep going and keep reading them. And uh, in fact, I'm reading Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, or maybe it's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but you know what I'm talking about, the Roald Dahl book written, I want to say in the 60s, and we're midway through that. It's the second time we've read that. I'm really enjoying that myself. I always say I don't read many books, but then when I tally up all the kids' books, all like the you know nine-year-old to 12-year-old reading level chapter books that I read, I read a lot through the year. <laughs> reading to my kids is one of my favorite things, and uh, sincerely enjoying the I Survived books, uh, some feel-good reading before bed. So that settles that. I've been uh, longboarding more, you know, the opposite of my experience that I just described where I was yelled at or when you get vibed out, like uh, where I go to longboard, um, I'm always greeted. It's a familiar crew and I consider them friends. And it really is. My buddy, uh, Bucky, um, you know, I told him that story and he goes, yeah, there's something to be said for like surfing spots. Um, where you know people and where you're kind of in that tribe. And it is tribal in a way, I guess. And uh, where you're, and he said it well, when you're greeted in the lineup. And I'm greeted when I longboard at my favorite longboard location. Uh, like, hey, how you been, Jeff? How's the family? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, like, for instance, I was waxing up my board and this surfer, Rick, who, who I know out in the lineup, you know, cruises up to me as I'm waxing my board. He goes, hey, I hear you on the pod making fun of your pilot, but that that's pilot's pretty clean. I'm like, fuck yeah, it's clean. I like this pilot. Do <clears throat> 160,000 miles on it, clean. Could pack a heck of a lot of uh, baseball gear in there and, uh, and it's reliable. I'm a, I'm a Honda, I'm a Honda fan. If Honda wants to sponsor this podcast, please do. I need it. Anyway, um, anyway, I was longboarding and I caught a wave, and it was decent size, I guess. I mean, like, I don't know, chest high. And I took a bottom turn, I went up, and then I kinda rollercoasted up and down, trying to narrow my stance, keep my feet really loose, you know, keep my hips loose, keep face face forward, square up the board, you know, not like that poo stance, side on. You wanna be forward, looking forward. And then it came to the moment where it was time to step. I just felt it. And indeed, I did a bottom turn, and as I was climbing up the wave, I did a pretty, my legs were tired, because it was like the 10th wave I got. And I did a super loose, relaxed cross step to the nose. Not a, not a nose ride, but more of that like, kind of crouched down, you know, like, uh, you know, your, your front foot is on the nose. No, I'm not even, I'm not uh, loosened enough to see if, know if my toes are over the nose or not, but I was in that kind of crouched stance, and I know uh, the back half of my board was buried, and I was riding it, it was super hot and fast, and I kind of kicked out of it near the end, and this young lady who was longboarding was, you know, on the shoulder, saw me, and she says, that was beautiful. And I said, excuse me? She said, that was beautiful, beautiful wave. And I said, uh, hey, that's the first time anyone's ever used beautiful and in, in, in my surfing in the same sentence, you know, aside from saying, like, that's a beautiful surfboard. No one's ever said that was beautiful surfing. And while I'm sure it wasn't beautiful, I did have the feeling, like, I felt like I did, I surfed it appropriately. And, uh, and that lifted my spirits. Someone said I had a beautiful wave. That, that was kind of cool. I like complimenting people on their waves if you can. I don't like chatting too much in the lineup or being, you know, kind of annoying or uh, you know invading someone's space. But also, I think it, it's important to uh, to send a good vibe someone's way. You know, pay it forward. So anyway, I appreciate whoever that person was paying it forward to me, and it did lift my spirits a little bit. Um, and uh, i don't know when i got home i was like hey uh told my wife hey someone said i had a beautiful wave my wife's like yep yeah, big fucking deal i don't care anyway all right um timber surf co ryan lynch the man dude timbersurfco.com um he makes sustainable surfboards he's got this line now of cork wrapped surfboards he does eps and he wraps it with eighth inch cork and they're like soft tops, but they have, you know, a backbone, they have integrity. You know, like my catch surf is yellow and flimsy. And when you get on a wave, I, I feel it, bow. you know? He, uh, we've been going back and forth for a while. He was gonna make me a shortboard of some sort in a cork wrap. And then I was like, let's stretch it out to a twin pin. And then ultimately i was just thinking, you know, if I know who I am and where I'm going with my surfing, I'm not gonna be a hot shot. you know, short boarder. And the spots that I like to surf are more mellow and they, mo- they appreciate a longer board. So finally, I came to the conclusion I want a board that my kids can also surf. I want, a, I want a Wave Storm basically, but I don't want to buy that from Costco. I want a Cork Storm, is what I told Ryan. And he's going to whip up a Cork Storm for me. And it's going to be a twin fin, a twin pin. And uh, I think it's going to be of the 7.6 varietal. A Wave Storm is an 8 footer, but a Cork Storm is going to be about 7.6. I don't know. If my kids ever surf, maybe I could throw a, I don't know. And we'll take it to Tahoe. He asked me, how do you want it? You know, do you want it performance-oriented or do you just want it like fun and flat, catch a lot of waves for the family to have fun on? And I said, right there, I want it fun. And I want it fun. I want it family-friendly. So Timber Surf Co. with me up a cork storm. And, um, and thank you, Ryan, for that. So I guess I do have a board being shaped. I kind of was resolved to not really get a new board shaped this uh, this year, just to save some money and also appreciate the gear that I have now. But uh, lo and behold, I can't help myself. Ryan's whipping this baby up for me. So I think it's gonna be 7.6. I don't know what the width is. Ryan, if you're listening, I'll take somewhere in the 21 and a half to 22 range. You know, what the hell? Make it three inches thick, two and seven eighths. Make it three and an thick. You know, just make it fun. And uh, I think we do, we do Tahoe once a summer. And I think it'll pair well with my stand up paddleboard. Maybe Joe, the eight-year-old, can stand up on this baby and paddle along on it, too. So, uh, I don't know. That's all I got for you, Midlife Surfer podcast listener. Wanted to say hi. Hopefully, uh, this was a pleasurable half hour, half hour or so for you. I'm fighting that same struggle you are out in the lineups. I got lifelong surfers who listen. I have brand new surfers who are listening. So, um, hopefully, we covered the spectrum. Uh, the battle is real. The struggle is real. The obsession is real. And... Um, You are too cool for listening. So I wish you well. Until next time, hopefully I'll have some audio from a forthcoming uh, Baja trip. Let you know how it goes if I get into any, uh, if I drop in on on any, uh, you know, on the Godowskis brothers uh, or something like that. I'll let you know. Hopefully I won't. I'm going to be very self-conscious, very careful not to drop in on anybody. And uh, I hope you do the same because uh, you don't want to experience getting yelled at in front of a bunch of people. And, uh, and all that fun stuff. So, anyway, thank you for listening. This is the Midlife Surfer Podcast. Peace. And then I went up to the top and I went,
0: and you just drop in, just smack the lips, smack the lips.
1: I swear to God, I made those noises. we back down, we're back up. Drop down, and then I did a cutback. That cutback sounded like this. ride the barrel and get pitted. So
0: pitted. Dope,
1: dope city, bitch. Yeah, I just rode that baby all the way in. I rode it all the way in. I rode it all the
0: way in. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7UP, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today.